How do you get somebody's attention? How do you get somebody to care that doesn't know who you are? They don't trust you. They don't like you. You're emailing them out of the blue. The biggest mistake that people make during that initial outreach is what you just mentioned, going in and say, will you buy my stuff? All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've got lead gen Jay Feldman in the hizzy for sheezy. Jay, what's up? Hizzy for sizzy. Jay is here. Uh, excited to talk leads. Mark, excited to meet you. Let's, uh, let's jam. Everyone loves this stuff. AI, lead generation. There's some really cool stuff coming around 2024. I can't wait to talk about. Let's have some fun. I would say it's probably my number one mission is to get better with AI in lead gen this year. Uh, just a quick story. I started using AI in my business about 18 months ago. And then three months later, I was able to quit my day job and go all in. So I'm a believer. I'm a believer in the power of AI. So tell me, Jay. Where's the best place to get leads in 2024 and how can we use AI in our lead gen? So a ton of different ways to get leads. The way that I focus on and what I teach is cold outreach. So getting lists of people that would be a perfect fit for you, whether that's a social media list, an email list, a phone number list, and then reaching out to them uh, with a direct message, whether that direct message is an email, a social media message, a phone call. Uh, that's how I teach lead generation. It's infinitely scalable. You get to only reach out to people who are a perfect fit for you. So you're not getting a bunch of trash leads coming through Facebook and Google ads. Uh, it's affordable and you get people that are actually going to be a good fit. And the good news with that is those one-to-one -one messages now using AI are pretty much indistinguishable from what you could write if you were to email me directly, Mark, and it has become unbelievably effective. And that is what I teach. That's what I do to generate leads uh, here at my agency with 65 staff. Uh, we just get that little award behind us, the, the $10 million awards. This is exactly what we do, exactly what we teach. So one-to-one -one lead gen, love it. And I think, quite frankly, that's where I think AI really shines. Instead of going through it manually and, and doing uh, sending out DMs manually, you can actually use AI to scale that to your point, infinitely also empowers people as well, but you got to start with the list. Where's, where are you getting lists from? Cause like, if I'm a small business owner, let's say I've got, I know a couple hundred people, maybe a few hundred, maybe even a couple thousand people on my list. How do I grow that? How actually, how do I actually start this process? Okay. When we're talking about lists, email lists, there's your opted in list, which is probably what you have right now in your CRM, people that you've talked to, done business with in the past. Maybe you've given them a lead magnet, an ebook, a free course, and now you can email them. Uh, when you have a new offer, a newsletter to send out, this is your, your warm email list, the people who live in your CRM. A cold email list is a list of contacts that have no idea who you are, that you've never had an interaction with before. Uh, so those people, you will either acquire a list from somebody who already has that data. You can subscribe to a B2B database where you can filter through lists of thousands, millions of business owners and people at different positions in companies where you can then reach out to them. Uh, you can scrape lists from social media. You can go on uh, igscraper.com uh, and pull giant lists of people on YouTube or Instagram. Lots of different ways to acquire a list, but the art is in what you say to that person that doesn't know who you are to get their attention and engage that conversation with those people. Uh, so what I do, uh, I subscribe to Apollo.io. I get uh, 2 million exports per year of people who don't know who we are and we, we reach out to them one-to-one. -one. Boom, okay, great. So you just laid out game, step A, step A, find people, right? So Apollo.io, 
uh, igscraper.com, get your list. Now what? Now I need to just start going in manually and typing into every person, hey, do you want to buy my thing? That's what, by the way, that is what LinkedIn is. It's, hey, Mark, huge wall of text, buy my thing. Spoiler alert, y'all suck. You got to rethink what you're doing with LinkedIn because it's terrible. It does not work. How do I actually go from cold to warm to hot? Heat me up, baby. That's a good question. And first, you need an avenue to reach out to them. So you decide on cold email. It's probably the most popular. LinkedIn's another really popular one. We do a lot of cool stuff with LinkedIn. But let's talk about email for a second because that's probably the most accessible one that people are going to start with. You can download millions of emails from Apollo that fit your niche and start emailing people. How do you get somebody's attention? How do you get somebody to care that doesn't know who you are? They don't trust you. They don't like you. You're emailing them out of the blue. The biggest mistake that people make during that initial outreach is what you just mentioned, going in and say, will you buy my stuff? Going in with an offer for them, or not even will you buy my stuff, but do you want to have a, a consultation call, a discovery call? That's asking them to take time out of their day for somebody that they don't know, that they don't trust, that hasn't given them anything yet. Uh, so what I teach, and this is what works a lot better, is in that initial outreach, giving them something that they actually want. Uh, and you're able to get very specific with who you're reaching out to using these filters. So if I'm reaching out to, say, only founders of graphic design agencies, and my first email to them is, I have a free graphic design tool that I'd like to just give you, lifetime license for free, here you go, uh, give me your email, download it. Now you've given them some, some rapport, you're building trust, you've given them something that they're actually going to use that's valuable for them. And now in their, your second email to them, you can go in for an ask. And you've already given them something. So now they're more inclined to reciprocate by giving you the time of day. And now they're on your warm email list because they know who you are. Now every time that you do a promotion or an offer or a newsletter, uh, you can email that new person. And this stacks up very quickly. You're warm email list will go from 100 to 100,000 uh, in a year if you're able to do this correctly. The hard part is what of value can you give to somebody at scale that they're actually going to care about and use? And this is uh, the real creative problem that we all need to solve in our own businesses because every every niche is different. So how do we determine that? So let's, let's stay on step one right now, which is give the freebie, okay? One of the problems that I've had historically, and I was actually talking to Noah Kagan about this on an, on an episode a few weeks ago, but one of the problems we have is we build these, we spend all this time building up this beautiful, perfect freebie, right? Maybe it's a course or, or a webinar, or it's, it's perfect. We've spent hours and hours and hours of time on creating the perfect giveaway, but nobody cares. Nobody cares. How do we actually make sure we're investing our time in creating a freebie that that cold recipient of our emails can say, you know what, that sounds good. I want what Jay is selling here. How do we actually develop a good freebie? I can give you some examples of ones that I've created, but what you really need to think about as you're building your lead magnet is, is this going to take that person a lot of time to consume? Uh, is this something that they've seen a lot before that they're going to see, download my free ebook or here's my free course and get excited about? Because I wouldn't. I see that stuff all the time. It's overdone. The free webinar, free video training, free ebook. That stuff just doesn't work anymore. I believe you need to get a lot more creative. And here's examples of some creative lead magnets that I use in my business. Uh, a lot of these won't apply to you because you're not reaching out to the same people. Uh, but a good example of a creative lead magnet that I use in my lead generation agency is going in. Yes, we've got the free course, but we also give 8 million free leads to anybody who wants to opt in. 
and we will send them leads that they can use to start doing cold outreach for. Now, most of these people won't have the time to learn how to reach out to them and get them to convert. So they're likely to hire our agency to do that for them. In my PR agency, which is my primary business, uh, we want people to work with us that want to get media coverage. If they, if we reach out to them and we say, hey, we're going to do the first piece of media coverage for you absolutely free. We're going to write and publish an article for you on a mainstream media publication. They've never seen anything like that before. And we're able to automate that entire process with artificial intelligence. Okay, cool. I want to get there in just a second and, and how the automation and the AI plays into it. Um, but one of the key concepts here is, from what I'm understanding, is we want to try to segment out the people who actually care about what we're doing. So let's say we come up with a, a, good, uh, a good lure here, which you've got the 8 million free leads. That makes sense. That's what all business owners want, right? We want leads and we also want to be able to work them. But we, we develop a freebie, a lead magnet that works, that people actually want. And then I'm assuming we want to get people to click on a link in our email so we can segment them from cold to warm. Am I, am I, am I getting hot here? You're getting hot. Now, I will say there's a lot of technicalities that go into doing cold email correctly. If you're sending links in that first email, it's not going to be good for the longevity of that cold email campaign. So what you want to do in that first outreach is present to them what the lead magnet is and then ask them what, what we do is I ask them to respond with the word leads if they want me to send it to them. Once you get that positive reply from them, it's a good signal to the email servers, to Google, to Outlook, that this is a good email campaign from a good mailbox. And once they reply to you, you can say whatever you want. So that's when I would go and send your lead magnet to them, get them to opt in on your landing page. Sick. And what CRM are you using right now? Are you using Go High Level, HubSpot? What's your drug of choice? Go High Level. Yeah, sweet. Awesome. Which, by the way, one of the cool things with Go High Level is once um, an agent is actually able to come up with a good formula, a good landing page, a good sequence, they're able to test out hundreds, if not thousands, and then replicate the ones that work to different agencies, which is a kind of a cool feature of, of Go High Level. Some of the value you get from agencies like Legion, which, by the way, we're going all the stuff we're going through, he has on his site, leadgenj.com. That's leadgenj.com slash free for a free course for listeners. Pretty cool. Legionj.com slash free. Um, so, and we're, these are all automations that you've set up, which, you know, I love automations. I, I think though, sometimes we can spend too much time building out automations before we know what works. But anyway, find out what works, start, start sloppy, get it rolling, and then get to um, get that response. Once you get the response, then you send the link to actually get the freebie. Um, all right, cool. So, just wanted to kind of get an idea how we convert someone from cold to warm. Because quite frankly, again, all you people on LinkedIn, you're completely screwing it up. It's it's very sad. It's sad. I actually have nightmares at night about how bad the cold outreach is on LinkedIn. Just, just 95% anyway, of cold outreach that I've seen is trash. But that's a huge opportunity for people that do it right. When I do my cold outreach and you offer value in that email one, almost everybody responds in a positive manner because they're so used to getting trash cold email and cold outreach, just asking and asking and asking. So it's actually really easy to do it right, but it does take some initial time, investment, and creativity. Well, I like the way that you, you kind of position. It's like, hey, see what you're doing? I'd love to offer you 8 million free leads. Does that sound good? Respond yes. They respond yes. You send them the link. Now they're warm, and you can put them into a nurture campaign, email automation, so on and so forth. But where does, where does AI play a part in this? Because all this stuff, Jay, to me, sounds like, oh, I can just I can just type it all out. Where do you see AI? Where has AI really saved you the most time in this lead gen process? 
Getting people's attention is, is one of the first ones. So you want to use AI to stand out in that initial cold outreach. Mark, I've got a perfect example for you. I reached out to you by cold email to get booked on this podcast. And I don't know how many of these you reply to, or your team replies to, but I used AI to generate that cold email. I actually looked at the description of your podcast and my expertise, and I had AI generate a title for what this podcast could be based on all of those variables. Now, when you read something like that, you automatically assume that I wrote it to you by hand, because how could anything customize it like this? People aren't used to accustomed enough to AI to automatically assume it's AI first, human second. Uh, but with that being said, you want to be careful with how you're using AI to generate sentences or emails. Because if you're not a pro and you're doing lazy AI, people can see right through it. Uh, so that's one great example of how you can use AI to get more people's attention is personalization. Use the data points available to you about that person you're reaching out to, to in, insert even one word. Say you can look at their industry, their location, and their website and identify their closest competitor in their location. If you can use their competitor's name in that subject line or in that first sentence of that email, it's going to increase your reply rates, your open rates by 10, 20%. Easy, quick implementation. Uh, but then use, using AI to deliver your lead magnets and create your lead magnets is also very interesting. So there's a lot, of, a lot of cool ways that we're using AI right now. And are you just like, you know, do you have like your email CRM on one a window and then have ChatGPT on one window? Or is there, a is there a particular tool that you like to use to write these cold emails? There is a tool that we use. So we use a tool called instantly.ai to deliver all of our cold emails. And there's a function built into instantly AI. It's a little fun brain icon. You import your lead list. So say you put a thousand people into this campaign and you've got their website, their industry, the SEO description, all of that's imported from Apollo. You can run a prompt that's going to look at different variables in, in that lead, like their website, their industry, and run a prompt through it. And it automatically adds that AI generated column. So if that column for me is to generate a, an episode title by following my instructions and the click of a button, it runs through all of those leads and inserts that variable in that column. And now I can use that as a variable in my cold email to that person. Whole thing takes a few minutes. All right, cool. Jay, all this makes a lot of sense. In as someone who's getting you know pretty deep into email marketing, my biggest fear, my greatest deepest fear, the type of thing that makes me cry myself to sleep at night is being relegated to the spam folder or having Google say, We're not even, you know, you're not, you're never good, no one's ever gonna see what you're doing because you have too many of your recipients marking spam. If you get like, I think it's 0.03% of people mark you with spam. Uh, it, it kills your deliverability. Then no one's going to see all that hard work that you put in. How do we avoid getting relegated to spam? So a couple of important points that you just brought up. Yes, staying out of spam is an art and a science. I'll walk you through some of the basics on how to do that. The second point you brought up, that 0.3% spam threshold that Google and Yahoo are rolling out uh, in February of 2024 that everybody's freaking out about. I'll address that in just a second. Staying out of the spam folder, absolute necessity and can be hard to do, especially for new email marketers. If you're sending bad cold emails, you're going to get marked as spam and you will start ending up in the spam folder. So a lot of cold email marketers will get started. They'll learn how to send a few emails, set things up, and they'll start sending emails to the wrong people. 
which if you're sending any message to someone who doesn't, doesn't want to receive it, isn't a good fit, they're probably going to mark it as spam. And then two, just going in for the kill, asking for the sale, asking for a call, that's bothering somebody. They're very likely to mark that email as spam. And regardless of the threshold, if you're marked as spam over and over again, they're going to start putting your emails in that spam folder. So one of the best ways to avoid that is giving value in that first email. That's not to say you have to. If you're sending an email to the right person with the right message and the right offer, you're probably not going to get marked as spam. Now, a few things that you can do to avoid the spam folder. Uh, one, make sure that the technical DNS records of your email are set up correctly. There's things called a DMARC record, a DKIM record, a BIMI record. If you can have all of these things in your email, it's going to be a good signal to the servers and you're probably going to be safe. The other thing that's important to do is warm up your mailbox. So a warm-up is attaching your mailbox to a network of other email mailboxes. And these exchange emails, marking them as important, removing them from the spam box, replying to a certain percentage of them, training the servers that this mailbox sends good emails. So if you're doing that consistently and you're keeping your sending volume low and you're sending good messages and your technical email setup is sound, then you're probably going to be okay. But people do get this wrong a lot of the time and it can be hard to get out of. That's why you need multiple mailboxes, multiple domains, and never use your primary business domain to send cold emails. Now, the second thing that you brought up is that 0.03% spam threshold. Honestly, I think this is much scarier for businesses who are emailing their list than it is for B2B cold emailers. This new update is being rolled out to protect consumers. So anyone with an at gmail.com or at yahoo.com email address. And the 0.3% is insanely low. That's three out of a thousand emails getting marked as spam. And a lot of us that have people who have opted in have a ton of Gmails and Yahoo's in our opted in list. So what are we gonna do? A uh, couple things that I, I recommend businesses start doing right now is warming their primary domain. So there's tools like warmy.io where you can send a thousand warm-up emails per day from, from your primary domain to protect it, but make sure to keep your list active. So email your list every two weeks, make sure that they know who you are. There's emails coming from you because if you wait six months, you wait a year and you email that person, they may have forgotten that they opted in spam. So a lot of different things that you can do, cleaning your list, making sure that the emails remain valid, uh, but it is going to be very scary for email marketers out there. Yeah, no doubt. And you, the last thing you want is to get your domain screwed up and, and be relegated to the spam folder. That's kind of like the kiss of death. Um, yeah, I we don't want that. We one, don't want that. So we don't want that. There's one thing that I recommend everybody starts to think about right now. And I mentioned it earlier. It's a BIMI record, a BIMI record. This is something released by Google, I believe in 2022. And you've probably seen emails from big companies like Asana and Apple coming into your Gmail inbox with their icon and a blue check next to it. Uh, and this is from a BIMI record. It's verifying that that business is, is real, is legit. Uh, it adds the trust and credibility of that blue check, but most importantly, it protects your primary domains deliverability, uh, especially for Google inboxes. So this does require you to have a trademark on your icon or logo, and then it's about 1500 bucks and you have to work with a company like ntrust.com to get that DNS record, that BIMI record that you'll then put in your domain and it will protect your entire company. Every staff member who uses your domain, every subdomain that you use, 
everything will have a blue check and your company icon. It's a very cool thing. Uh, it takes a couple steps, especially the trademark step, but will be definitely worth it going into 2024 and beyond. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Not something I heard We got one for our company Lee. in 2023. It's been awesome. Yeah, leadgenj.com. Sick, sick, super cool. Um, Jay, one more question before I let you go here. And again, you can get this uh, this free, all the free assets here at leadgenj.com slash free. Um, Jay, one more question here for you. One of the things I've become borderline obsessed with, it's kind of a problem. It's like all I talk about at Thanksgiving. I'm like, hey, did you hear about Zapier and ChatGPT? You could do all this cool stuff. You could connect it to your Gmail and your, your Google Forms. You could do it, connect it to WordPress. And everyone's like, Mark, we just want to talk about football, bro. What the hell are you talking about? But I am obsessed with AI and automation. What's your favorite way of automating AI right now? I'll give you two things that I'm doing right now that still blow my mind and people... When I, when I share this, they're like, that's insane. Uh, so the first thing is automating video production with me in it. So they tried this in 2023 uh, and it sucked with tools like behuman.ai, actually cloning yourself and telling yourself to say things at scale. People tried to do this in cold email, it just wasn't there. Now it is, it is essentially there. So there's a tool called heygen.com and I've made a fine-tuned avatar of myself. And using Zapier, I'm able to give it a script based on what I want it to say. Uh, so say I'm prospecting to somebody or somebody replies to me and they're interested and I want to send them a video of me trying to sell them in a, in a Loom video. You can create the script with ChatGPT all, all, all in Zapier. And then in that next step, import that script into HeyGen and it will add that script to my HeyGen template and out pops a video of me saying that script. And it is so fine-tuned and perfect. It's amazing. You can then send that to a prospect uh, by email, by text, uh, as a link, and it works unbelievably well. So that's one crazy cool thing that we're doing. The second is using the ChatGPT integrations to deliver on all of our lead magnets. So writing articles, custom, and, and then publishing them all on Zapier, uh, all without any human activation. We're using the ChatGPT integration to write thank you cards based on what people put on their intake forms or on their opt-in forms. So if they give us any info, now we can spin up a custom written hand handwritten card from a cool tool called Simply Noted and send them a handwritten card that's written with a machine with the, the content of that card written by ChatGPT, all without humans ever being involved. So it's, it's amazing what kind of personal touches you can add that people are still oblivious to because AI is moving so fast and people just don't expect really well done work to be done by AI. They don't know what's possible yet. So you can still have a year or two to leverage this before people start catching on, but it works unbelievably well. If people think you personalize something for them, your results will, will five to 10 X almost guaranteed. Well, it's also the speed with which you can respond to, right? Speed kills. So, and if, if you're, you know, human being will be like, hey, gone to lunch, be back in 48 hours. Like, wow, that's a nice long lunch. AI never sleeps though. It's always awake. AI customer service, AI chatbots. I mean, that is here. That is active. If you're not using that in your business right now, you're making a huge mistake. Now, AI BDRs, cold callers, uh, phone support, that is not quite there, but it's coming. I've tested some really cool stuff with Air AI. It is, it's almost there. I think 2024, they're going to figure, figure this out. Sick, super cool. Yeah, things are moving really fast. And to your point, once, even though the, the market may catch on to, oh, this is just an AI generated email, A, they're probably not going to care because they're used to it. And B, 
you're already on to the next thing because you're iterating, you're evolving. We're always staying a step ahead of the curve. That's what the show is all about. So love that chat, you know, using Zapier, ChatGPT to create custom video responses with HeyGen.com, uh, using ChatGPT and Zapier to write articles is that like for your blog or for a, a blog, or can you expand on that just a little bit? Sure. So that lead magnet that I mentioned earlier, we own a news publication called usawire.com. One of the lead magnets that we offer is to write and publish a news article on that news publication. So they give us some, some information about their company. We take that, run it through a prompt and create a full news article using ChatGPT and then publish it on that news publication all on Xavier. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. I've done that with things like Google forms, Calendly, et cetera. Anytime you can get responses from people like, this is my problem. This is where I live. This is how many dogs I have, whatever cats for all you cat lovers out there. I don't know why you like cats so much, but that's okay. Anyway, we've had the one and only Jay Feldman learn more at leadgenj.com slash free for a free giveaway. And, uh, thanks for joining the show and kind of opening my eyes to some new AI processes. Jay, this was sick. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, this stuff excites me. So I hope uh, everyone else is amped up and is going to go try some stuff. Thanks, Mark.